everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Magic Beans Podcast. My name is Cracker, and I'm going to be your host for this episode, and I'm joined by one of my good mates, Stu. How you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well. I it's, don't know. If we've been a while since we've done an episode, just the two of us, hasn't it? It's just that time where the league has come to an end. We have our top eight, and mm-hmm. the dads of the podcast are off doing all the hard work and you and I just get to get on here and just chew the fat and talk about some cards. So I feel like we've drawn the what's the, the long opp- straws. The long yeah. straws. The That's long what, ones, yeah. You know, this is a pretty sweet gig. So yeah, kudos to uh, Shorty and Chewy who are doing all the hard work behind the scenes getting things ready. And also, happy birthday, Chewy. Happy birthday, Chewy. I nearly said happy birthday, Shorty. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, no. But, uh, yeah, lots of love to you, mate. And, yeah, can't wait to see you on Saturday and then after that as well. Oh, yes. it's going to be a big weekend. All right. Before we we get too deep into how big the weekend is going to be, do you want to tell everyone about our fine sponsors, mate? I would be happy to. As always, the uh, Magic Beans podcast and tournament series is brought to you, the wonderful listeners, by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. And they are a Facebook auction site with nightly auctions. Uh, we, we couldn't be more grateful for the support that they give us. So we would love it if you could give them support by finding them on Facebook, by just searching up Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar or in your search bar, jpmtgbazaar.com.au. Go and bid on every single card you can. And when you win, just let them know the bean sent you. That's right. Thank you so much, Josh and Pats. Uh, they let us, yeah, they sponsor the the tournament series, which is, we're reaching the end of our league. But before we get into that, which is going to take up kind of the bulk of the episode, we've got our top eight, as Stu said, and we've got all the deck lists. So we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into all those. A few announcements out in the last couple of days, Stu. Yeah. We thought we should just run over those kind of quickly. Uh, by, point- by running over quickly, do you mean just skip them entirely? I mean, we could, but then we don't get to like just beat on alchemy for a bit longer. So, oh, you mean our favourite format? It's it sure is. Um, <laughs> and we, we'll, 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 yes, it's clearly everyone's favourite format. Right. So I I saw a tweet overnight announcing yeah. uh, alchemy horizons Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Had we heard of this previous to today or overnight? Or is, have they just dropped the bomb on us? No, no. We knew that there was going to be a lot of the Baldur's Gate set coming through. Yeah. Uh, they didn't announce specifically how it would be coming into Arena yeah. for memory. But yes, we knew that there'd be a lot of the Commander cards coming. Cool. And, uh, cool that's, that's what we're going to see. Unfortunately, they've put them in alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> They're pushing it on us. They're really trying to push it on us. And it's not working. So, you can have a look if you want. There's an article listing some of the things that they've got up there. You know, they've got the Ancient Brass Dragon listed. You know, you come to a river, which was a card that we already had from the previous D&D set, Portable yeah. Hole. So, a lot of crossover. A couple of interesting things. They're saying that there's reimagined cards featuring a new mechanic, which we're not showing off yet. So, there's literally like just blank text boxes on two cards. But those two cards have got... The art from two standard legal cards at the moment. They do, yeah. I was wondering about that. I'm very could, confused. Uh, when it comes to alchemy, I, I think that's just the default position. Confused. I, I think so. But it's it's really weird because they're like legendary creatures, both of them, and they've been given new names. I don't get it. Oh, no idea. No idea. But uh, it turns out pre-orders are available next week. Uh Thursday, 23rd of Jan- uh, June. So if you're ready to throw your hard-earned at Alchemy Horizons, that's when to do it. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of it. There's not a lot to be said there. There's, they've literally like previewed. In the same um, article, though, and I think this is really great, is that Early Access is back again. Uh, we had it again with uh, Streets of New Capenna, which we didn't participate in, unfortunately. Yes. But it's back, and that's good to see because I think the early access streams in previous sets were really great for people to be able to just see what the new cards might be like before throwing out their hard-earned wild cards. So, yeah. That's probably the only way they'll get me to play Alchemy is if they give me all the cards for free. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so spe- speaking of alchemy and, and formats in general, there are some interesting stats that we both saw today. Oh, there were. Um, from Untapped GG. So, you know, it's kind of the most enfranchised players who have that installed. It's not scraping every game that happens on Arena. but It's a, it's a good number. It really is. So, they accumulated both best of one and best of three. And from April to June 6th, there were 2 million standard matches played, 500,000 explorers, 360 historic brawl, 250 historic, and 42,000 alchemy matches. So, 500,000, 360,000, 250,000, if I wasn't clear with the thousands part. Now, because I am more excited about Explorer, can you remember yes. when we actually got Explorer? Was it is it at the start of April or was it later in the piece? Or is that it why we've taken? Would have is been that why around that time? It must have been, but for Alchemy to not even have ten percent of what Explorer is at in that time, yeah. I, th- I think it tells us something. Uh, it does. <laughs> no one's playing it. No one cares. Uh, Explorer was introduced on April twenty first. So, there's even, like, a couple of weeks. Wow. So, it is, like, rocketed to the top of people's yeah. interest. Yeah. And, and and I think a lot of us thought, it, it, thought that it would because- And it's probably only going to gain more traction now with the bands of uh, Winota and, and Iteration. Well, I mean- well, Actually, Iteration may see a lot of people drop off. It's certainly seen me drop off. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the um, the next one-day event we're going to do, and oh. it's going to be- it's going to be Explorer, but I said no because they've banned iteration and I need to just keep playing that. So, we're going to make it historic. No, I'm kidding. We're going to make it alchemy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen. This isn't an official no, announcement I, for what no. we're doing for the next one day event, though, people. That will come as soon as we- From one of the grown-ups. From one of the- I mean, Chewie may have seniority over all of us, but I don't think he's a grown-up. Yeah, no, Even I though mean, I sure. referred to him as one of the dads of the podcast. <laughs> no, he's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's, yeah, you, you and I have been dads the longest here, mate. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid, I love my family. It's, it's We love best. our children. <laughs> we love our children. Okay, Amelia's gone. Uh, <laughs> anyway, enough, I was going to say enough nonsense, but that's, look, it's it's an interesting snapshot. We We saw these stats a little while ago. Um, I think that was pre-Explorer we looked at these last, but that's a huge difference, man. Yeah, like- it is. It really is. And look, I, it's not that I want to see a format fail, but well, I- We were really excited about it, it when it released. And that's the thing. And I think that's why I'm- I won't say I'm upset. I'm not losing any sleep over Alchemy and the, the iteration that it exists at the moment. But I thought it was going to be great. I thought it was going to be fixed standard as they portrayed it to be. And you know, I don't want to hash over old things that we've, no, we've discussed over and over and over, but it could have been so much better. It's not too late, but I it think we well, actually, yeah, Explorer's out now. <laughs> Sorry. And then it's going to roll yep. into Pioneer, so Alchemy may just die. Yeah. But hey, again, if you want to get your Baldur's Gate cards, Alchemy is the way. Well, I mean, they will be good in Historic Brawl, which is actually more popular than I thought. I think that's pretty cool. And- well, I think that's just you- testament to the fact that people love Commander. Imagine if there was multiplayer as well. Like, I, I imagine it would see way more play if you could play four-player. Oh, absolutely. Because it's just 1v1. How much fun and would like- it be streaming four-player brawl within, you know? Oh, it uh, just go amazing. Off. Yeah, it would, for sure. It, it, would, it would gain a lot of traction. I mean, there's a lot of people who play Commander in, like, tabletop and... You know, magic online, like content creators, and I'm sure they would be all over it because it's such such a better viewing experience. It is, it is. <laughs> you know, say what you want about the animations, Chewy, but you know, and it's not no, just that. It's it's the it's just how fluid it all is, and yeah. it's smooth. It is, but yeah, right. that was cool. Announcements wise, new secret lair drop, the June super drop. There's a lot of stuff. I'm not going to go through all of them. If you're into secret lairs, go check them out. There's some really sweet. Arts. There's uh, Tokyo Lands, which look pretty cool. They're all mm-hmm. you know, basics based on you know iconic sort of Japanese Tokyo landmarks and things. Uh, you know, a bunch of rulers and things. There's the actually the Kellogg's Loops edition look really nice. I don't know if you had a chance to look at those, but I'm not sure. They're kind of I, I saw some stuff. Yeah. Yes. 
they they're kind of like watercolors. So it's it's Mystic Remora, Retreat of Coral Helm, Burgeoning, and Utopia. Yeah, they're they're beautiful actually. They're, they're really gorgeous nice. Gorgeous art. They're just yeah, really really lovely. That Mystic Remora go okay, pretty nice in some Commander decks. So yes, we'll see um see what they come to when you can buy them as singles. But yeah, look, I mean, as always, Secret Lairs. I've come around on them. I know we all kind of hated on them to start with. I like that they exist. I like that they, you know, get these prints out there. I don't always agree with some of the card choices, but whatever. I mean, they spit out so many that- Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> whatever gets more Pretty cards much. out there, and it was a way yeah. to get more fetch lands out there, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I- Phyrexian Praetors out there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I unpacked those a couple of weeks ago. Oh, how good are they? And, yeah, just fell in love I- again. <laughs> Yeah, I have three of them sleeved up, ready to go for a um, terrible Esper commander deck that I've got. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. So uh, I, I have no idea. That I just went, well, I'm playing Esper. I have these. I'm going to put them in. <laughs> Will they uh, show up in between drafts on Monday or? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. What Enough else have we that. got? That's all the announcements, I think, that we've had since last I think week. So. Yep. Um, so I think we should just get down to what we came here for tonight. And that's yeah. the uh, New Capenna League breakdown, meta finals breakdown. This, I don't know. I'm just throwing words out there now, Cracker. Take over, <laughs> it's, please. It's, okay. So it, this Saturday <laughs> is the it is the streets of New Capenna top eight. So we've played the we've gone from a top sixteen double elimination. We've made our way through to our top eight after three weeks of competition. We had I think we had about forty eight players this time around. We did, yes. So, so just un- just under fifty, and yeah, we, we kind of battled it out and, and had a lot of fun, and now we've reached our top eight. So as is our tradition, we like to kind of go through all the deck lists that we have, and then you know make wild predictions with absolutely no experience on these decks because it's just fun. Absolutely. All right, it's lots so, of fun. Uh, let's just start quickly. Oh, let's just go through one at a time. So we've got. Pete Magic. So we saw Pete play at the last um, top eight and did really well, actually. Pete, Pete played really well. I was, I was impressed. That was the first time I think we'd seen them playing in one of our leagues. I know they'd played one of the historic events before that, but uh, they have brought a deck that you know way more about than I do. Yeah, I know a little bit. I, I don't Tell know me. that I know that much. <laughs> Well, you played it a bunch. I played against it a bunch. I did play it a bunch. I don't play it a bunch now, though. But I don't really play standard. It's so. it's runes, people. We should probably just say yes. That. It's runes <laughs> rather than dancing around what this thing. It's it is Naya runes. It's runes. And- it's um. It's a pretty. Are, are we going through the list now, or are we? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I mean, let's, it's let's- it's a pretty standard runes list these days. Mm-hmm. Uh. The key differences to what I can remember from when I was playing runes, I say that like it was years ago, it was like a week ago, but still, is that we we we, we have four copies of Fable of the Mirror Breaker in the main deck, which I've never played with in runes. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, yeah, it's look, it's really good. Fable is just a, well, a really it's a good card. card, absolutely. And yeah, otherwise you've you've got the the, the classic package of your, your generous visitors and your, your naturalists, Kami, mm-hmm. Runeforge champions, all the runes. We've got the single copy of Hallowed Haunting, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's no no others in the sideboard there either. So just just the one, which yeah, that's that's a bit of a flex slot, I think. I I, I feel like I tend to see more. Portable holes and things. There's some more, yeah, yeah, removal perhaps. But um, yeah. Look, I mean, curving these things, you know, Runeforge Champion and Duke Naturalist, and then like Showdown. I was playing against actually your brother in the the league. He was playing this. It's terrifying. Like this, this thing just is. It can be really, really scary. It still has those crazy draws. I was playing. He had a twenty-five, twenty-five. Kami of Transience. Oh, yeah. Which has got Trample. I mean, Fading Hope is really good against that. But, it it know, is. Like, but, but- and it had Lifelink as well. Like, it was just... If if you don't have that interaction, this this deck will just... You know, it has a game plan. It knows what it's doing. And it will, you know, stomp its way through. It's just still really solid. Um, yeah. yeah. Particularly if you know how to play it well. And if you time your Tamiyo's safekeeping. Yeah, absolutely. I think... And, and I've said it before. It just... 
it just has so much longevity. It rebuilds so well. Mm-hmm. Thanks to things like your showdown of the scolds or and even hallowed haunting, which I feel like in and we'll go through the other decks as we continue on. It, it's interesting that it's listed here below Fable of the Mirror Breaker because Hallowed Haunting Hallowed Haunting is often the mirror breaker in a mirror match. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can get yours out first and start flying first, it's it's usually game over. So it just has so many ways to to get by. And and Ultimately, if you're just chaining rune after rune after rune, that's usually going to do a pretty good job as well. Sure is. Deck's fun. It, it actually is fun. Maybe people are sick of it. I mean, I guess I am for the moment, but it's a good deck. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of those things that's just fallen out of favour for you know because it didn't have any new cards. It didn't get. It didn't pick anything up. Yeah. But yeah. It's. It's still the most. I mean, it, it is the most aggro of the decks we have. It is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. There's no mono white, no mono green, no, no spoilers. But you know, you know, this is the most kind of beat down. You know, oh, beat there's down no mono white. No, I'm surprised by that. It's not very good at the moment. I don't think. Mm, it's true. I don't know. I always seem to struggle against it. Yeah, that's fair. But, but it's me as well. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the the next, unless you have anything else you want to say about. I don't think there's much more you can say about runes, but uh, yeah, I think it's all been said before. It's just a, a good, solid deck that, like you said, if you if you can't interact with it, you're going to have a hard time. Mm, exactly. So the next deck we have on our list, and and we actually have two that are are very similar. So we've got the goat. Oh no, sorry, we've got Linden. Linden, and the goat. yes, Linden, who has brought. They both brought Tima Titan. So, what do you think about this deck, mate? Sorry, I'm just getting distracted at the moment. <laughs> our Discord is, in fact, popping off in our ears. It is. It is. It just doesn't stop at the moment while they're, again, while the dads are working hard and posting memes. Um, look, what do I, what do I think? I, I think it's a, it's a classic, uh, is it deck? <laughs> it's, it's, right? got, it's got three green pips in one of its, it's cards. It's, it has yeah, more green it's, dots it's, than it's anything one else. Card. It's, so it's a it's classic, it, like with, you know, what do you call that? Like, it, it just doesn't feel team up. But it's it's so oh. easy to get that third land in, or, you know, that third color in the deck, especially when you're running treasures and stuff as well, to just go, you know what, three green pips on a titan of industry. Get it in. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of, and I, I hate saying that your mana base is free, but the pathways do an excellent job of fixing your mana. Uh, I do, and because because you don't have particularly savage uh, color requirements in the other colors, exactly. You know, we've got gold spans with a couple of red pips, and then uh, in uh, in Linden's deck, he's playing um, burn down the house, which is the other one that's got a couple of red pips. But otherwise, you're a pretty even split across, you know, blue and red single cost yeah, spells. That's right. So to have three green on turn six or seven or whenever you, you get to it, is actually not as wild as it sounds. No, it's not. And, and look, this, this is kind of a hallmark of um, late set standard before rotation. You know, we've, we've talked about this before. This is the last set before we rotate. Your mana usually ends up really good and we kind of condense to three color piles. Yeah. And, and that's what we've got here. You know, there's, there's an excellent engine in Is it? There has been, I mean, iteration, oh, you know, jokes aside, card is exceptionally good. And it really, you know, holds these decks together. It it churns through finding what you need to. It makes your land drops. It finds your interaction. It draws you whatever you need. You know, it just it does such a good job of letting these greedy decks, because it's kind of greedy, operate yeah, as, as smoothly as it does. Yeah. And okay. it is like, if you're if you're in a top deck war and you top deck iteration, man, like, you know how good that feels. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's yes. like the best card in standard at the moment for that, I think. So, there, there is some differences between... The two lists. Yeah, I'm just trying to um, find them at the moment. Just looking. So, through. Linden's playing a Galazeth Prismari and also a Reckoner Bankbuster. Yes, uh, which we don't see in uh, the Goat's deck, but the Goat has got a copy of uh, three copies of Prismari Command actually in the main and Negates as well. So it looks like those are the main differences. Oh, and yeah. as, as I said, uh, Linden's got a copy of Burn Down the House. So interesting. 
Yeah, but outside of that, they're, they're very similar. Even sideboard-wise, oh, there's a bit of difference yeah. there. Lind- Linden seems to be running a lot more one-offs, even, or, you know, one or two hmm. offs in the main and in the side, as opposed to the goat whose deck is quite condensed. Yeah, definitely. Lots of uh, multiple copies in there. A couple of copies of Coma, Disdainful Stroke, a bunch of Disdainful Strokes on the sideboard. And and that's a really important card in, in standard at the moment. There's just a lot of really strong, you know, four drops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Chewy has been playing this deck to some pretty good success. You know, he's kind of been singing its praises uh, for a little while now. He played it in the ESL. And, you know, got to the top eight of that, kind of running things over. And look, Titan, Titan is a house. It it just, it does so many things. Uh, it's kind of nutty. It is. That they just get to play it for free. You should, uh, you should try drafting it. Oh my goodness. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. Amazing. Yeah. I'd probably just scoop on the spot. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's the kind of effect you want from your mythics though, right? Ah, yes, absolutely. So, speaking of Titans. So, we have one more Titan deck. We we? do. And it's not Teema. It's not. It is, in fact, Jund. Who brought Jund to the table? Uh, Roland Royce. Who apparently wants to win 45% of his matches. Wants to win 45% of his matches? Yeah, isn't that that Jund's thing? It wins like 45% of all its matches? Yes, yes, but when it does... It does it really well. <laughs> it does. Uh, well, it actually, it grinds it out really well. <laughs> that's that is true. So slow. Uh, that's what we're trying to do here. So we've. I don't know if we've talked about this kind of list before. It's Jund is is kind of nothing particularly new. It 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 had a big splash at the start when Ob came out. Yeah, and then Ob kind of wasn't in fact the broken in half card that everyone thought it was. It's still exceptionally good. I think it's still underplayed. It's a good card, obviously. and. I, I was big on it being broken, and and you know mm. what? I got to eat some humble pie. I don't think it's it just yeah. It turns out it turns out you can take two four life a turn quite comfortably, or at least I can. If, yeah, I mean it depends on the pressure that it's being backed up with. Yeah, and that's something that this deck is is trying to do. Actually, it's not the slowest jund build we've got you know blood tithe harvesters which hit pretty hard yeah full four goldspin dragons a couple of professional face breakers the riveteers requisitioner so oh, i'm so glad fast. you said that word because i was just looking at it going, don't throw to me <laughs> <laughs> what about the next one uh, the tenacious underdog that's a great card yeah. yeah it is and and look that is that is uh how many seven nine copies of two mana three power creatures yeah so, I mean, that does two things. One, it beats down really hard, and two, it fuels your ob really well. So, if you go, you know, particularly Tenacious Underdog, and then sacrifice it or casualty it to yeah. an ob on turn three, you're kind of just doing it, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. That's, that's, that's what, where you want to be. That's the play. Yeah, 100%. Uh, what other exciting things do you see, or just powerful things? I, well, I see I see Titans. Yeah. So, you know, we're just running the two of, so- you know, we're not, not seeing the four of that we had in the other two decks. Uh, after that, it's nice to see a Riveteer's Charm in there, you know, being jumped. So that'll mm-hmm. be good to see what that can do. Just a lot of lot of sac- sacrifice outlets, you know, and the Voltage Surge, which is always great, especially if you're making treasures and you don't need them. You do a mm-hmm. bit more damage. Fable Mirror Breaker, four of. And everybody's favorite black removal, the Meat Hook Massacre. I had an opponent a couple of days ago play a Meat Hook Massacre on two for nothing mm. on turn two and immediately scoop. Sorry, friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's a legit play. I it, don't know why I mean, you scooped it is, to but that. They, that's not what they wanted to do. Okay. They, they, the old misclicks, <laughs> yeah. shame concede. Exactly. Uh, I've, I've certainly lost there. to people that playing, you know, Meat Hook on two for on purpose. Yeah. Like it's, it's a legit thing. Uh, also, a full four copies of a Seeker's Chariot, which I felt like has kind of dropped off in popularity. Oh, it has. It really has. Lot. From a card that felt like it should have been banned at one point, especially as we still have Ren and Seven in standard. Like, there's no Ren and Sevens here. Why is that? I don't As, as a know. seasoned veteran of the game, what, what would cause that them to fall out of favour? Just doesn't line up with things at the moment. There's just better things to do. Yeah, at they're just, five they're mana. just kind of. You're either going, 
under, like we see here, yep. like of the 17 creatures, I mean, you know, you've got Goldspan, but Goldspan's stupid. And then Titan of Industry. Everything else is, is a two drop. I, I love Goldspan, but it's a stupid card. I love Goldspan as well. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just, there's no, there's no ramp deck. At the yeah, moment, we're, we're not ramping. Thing, we're not ramping with lands. We're ramping with treasures. Yeah, and I think that's where you know you're, you're not making these eleven eleven, you know, um, tree tokens or whatever they were. Yeah, true, true. You're right. That we were earlier on. See, that's so why. It, it, that's why I asked you the question. You, you. I oh, think you figured it out. This is we, we got there. Yeah, there's just and and look, there's there's a lot of like you know, fabled, um, fading hope. Sorry, is you know. Kind of a dirty thing to do against tokens. Whereas, yeah. like all of these other cards, they've all got like ETB effects or haste, or you know, you just there's kind of no downside. So, as as far as removal spell, particularly with Esper running around as it has been a lot, I think that that just lined up pretty poorly with what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So, as a whole, what do we think of this Jund list? You know, it's funny. We always, in the past, we'll see a Jund list come up ahead of our finals and we'll be like, oh, I want it to do well, but it's just Jund and it's not well-placed and all this. I quite like it. I think as you highlighted with the, you know, the the, two, the, the number of two drops, hmm. I think it's got the potential to get really aggressive earlier than a, a Jund deck normally would. I think- yeah, this feels more like Zoomajun than Boomajun. Yeah. <laughs> as far as like talking in, in modern terms, right? Yeah. This is, I think this is really going to put a lot of pressure on people uh, very early. And like Royce can play, man. We've seen that time and time again. This this guy knows how to oh, pilot yeah, absolutely. These, these, these decks. So I'm not going to underestimate Jund or Royce in this. No, I, I really like it. Um <sighs> You know, when you look at this sort of stuff, and, and I always sort of think, would it be better with a bit more removal? But, you know, we've got three. I was six, just thinking seven. that exact thing. And, and, and the, the removal that we have got outside of Voltage Surge is, is you know, potentially quite expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hagramolin feels well-placed. We've only got the one of them, but, you know, everybody's running not many basic lands. Uh, looking at this list, in fact, you know, zero. No, we've got one. We've got one for uh, Rolling Royce. We do. We have a forest, but yeah, there's not a lot of basic lands out there. So Hagra Morling all gotcha. of a sudden feels yeah. much better placed than perhaps it normally would. Yeah, at actual murder yeah. instead of, you know, being four mana. Uh, not that, yeah, I don't know. But we do eat, you know, a couple of Infernal Grasps in the sideboard mm-hmm. and, and obviously Meat Hook being the best. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just lacking on the removal side of things. I don't know. It, it, maybe the ingre- the aggressive plan just gets in there and does all the heavy I, I lifting. Th- yeah, I think I, I can see this doing a lot of chip damage early. Yes. And then, you know, like you, you, you say that you can take a bunch of damage from Ob, but it does add up really quickly, particularly if you're being pressured by like tenacious underdogs. And yeah, for, like sure. That, that for sure. Keep coming back. And then you can kind of just. And then if wild. all else fails, you, you're gold spanning into yeah. Titan. Yeah, exactly. So- <laughs> and then you're fabling your titans as well. Like that's that's got to be one of the best things you can do in standard oh, yes. right now. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a, a good split here. I think. I like we'll it. Be, I do like we'll it. Looking forward to seeing this one play out. Yeah. What's next? All right. Our next is a first-time competitor at the top end of our tables, which is fantastic. It's well, that's not true. Sarah Soldiers has been crushing it all this year. Frequent let's, uh, let's, historic one-day event <laughs> champion. <laughs> She, yeah, that's true. In terms of the league, this is the first time yes. you know she's she's made to the top eight. So congratulations! Yeah, well Sarah. done. And a partner with Azzy G, who has piloted this deck in in some of our previous leagues to some pretty good success. We are blue white mid range disruptive. So down? I, I said there know. was no mono white, but this is probably the closest thing we've got to it. It is. There's a there's a fair bit of blue there. Is. No, there is for but, sure for sure. But uh, yeah. So, do you want to give us a quick rundown of, of what you see here? All right. So, naturally, we're playing white, so we've got Wandering Emperors. Love that card and perfect. A couple of Elspeth uh, Resplendents. I got done by them recently. Mm. Just left unchecked, and I was in trouble. Uh, what else is sort of standing out here? I like the the four of Spectral Adversary. Adversary. <laughs> it's funny because you'd normally look at that and 
There's normally the, the, the white ad- adversary. What's that one? Uh, the lifelink yeah. one, you pay two, but we, we swapped it for the blue. Uh, what else is standing out? Fading hopes because, of course, I hate that card. <laughs> I mean, when I play blue, I love that card. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I, I don't really know this, what more to say. Um, this deck is just looking to punish the greedy mana bases. It's trying to punish... This is kind of, it's look, it's not quite taxes, but it's close. So you're playing Archon of Amiria, which hoses runes, as we all know. Yes. And also like the Hanada combo decks or the Jeskai, um, you know, Goldspan combo decks as well. Like they just can't do anything in the face of an onboard uh, Archon. Yeah, it's an annoying card. And it really is. And then you've got, um, Thalia into Archon's always annoying. Are you surprised to not see a Thalia in here? or A little bit. There's probably too many. Uh, so playing five Planeswalkers, nine instants, and three enchantments. Yeah. So it, you're playing way too many non-creature spells to not get punished by that. Yeah, true. You'd punish yourself, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. And, I mean, there's Thalia is supremely easy to deal with. Yes. You know, there's, you know, Spikefield Hazards and, you know, all, all sorts of, like dealing one is pretty easy, like you said, voltage surge and all that sort of stuff. You can deal with her pretty cleanly, so I'm not super surprised. Uh, and yeah, this deck will just do its thing. You know, it can drop a bunch of early threats, and then you know it'll make it disappear or spell pierce or valor stance to just kind of protect the threats. March of the Otherworldly Light as well as a as a really good removal spell. You know, you'll be able yeah, to yeah. exile some of the cards from your hand that, that aren't kind of doing what you need. So I don't know, man. This deck can just tempo people out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sarah kind of make a deep run with this one. Yeah. No, I think I think it's really good. The a lot of early disruption, as you said, and it can really just upset somebody's plans very quickly. And then run away with it with, you know, creating token, you know, plus one, plus one counters off of aspirants and things like that, which are always annoying. Um, yeah, I like it. And, you know, the three of winning announcement, that's a, that's a great card. It really is. It, it does a lot of work, for sure. We have the single Redain in the in the sideboard, which is another nuisance card. That, card. <laughs> <laughs> that card's terrible. Uh, no, it's it's, it's no, very strong. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's excellent. We've also got... Like, quite a bit of utility in the um, mana base here. So, Cave of the Frost Dragon. Yeah, Hall of Storm Giants. Yep. Yeah, Hall and also an Ottawara. So, you know, a couple of bounce, you know, bounce spell or removal spell. And then, you know, not not a lot, but a couple of creature lands. You, you can't get too greedy with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly if you want to kick your spectral adversary when it ETBs. You need a lot of blue mana to do that. But, yeah, I, I think that this... I think this deck will do well against particularly the two Titans, uh, yeah. the Teamer ones. Yes. I think it'll have a harder time against Jund because Jund is getting on board as early as the they are, but the creatures are probably just a little more aggressively slanted. Yeah. You know, you've got like Blood Tithe Harvester coming down on two, which is the same time as a, as a Luminarch Aspirant. You know, it, it's a three-two versus a two-two. You, you know, like it's there's some interesting. It would be, it would be an interesting matchup, I think. But I, I feel like maybe I hope we the, see that jun- Yeah, me too. What are we? A stew quickly. Put, I've put got up I've got the- Shalonge up here. So okay. I mean, it could happen. Okay. Oh, we'll have to see. How not it, it would have to happen it's, it's, in. It's not like round one, like semis or something like that. Yeah, semis is probably where it would happen. If okay. it was to happen, yeah. Again, look, this is this is a pretty known quantity. Uh, As EG was choking about the fact that it's something that people might have forgotten about, and I yeah. think he's right. Yeah, I, I actually think that people have forgotten that this this archetype exists. Everyone's kind of got caught up in. in I think it'll catch people stuff. by surprise. Hey, I I think so. I don't know that people have have set up for it. No. When you I, would I, you I, would you say that mm. as as strong as the Titan decks look? that our last two decks that we've looked at between Roland Royce and Sarah Soldiers here might be the clubhouse leaders, just in terms of the utility that they bring. That's hard. It is, isn't it? It's probably a tough question to really answer. I, I don't know that I I don't know that Jund is favoured against Teema. Yeah. Because it's this smaller... It, it'll have draws that will absolutely crush Teema, like yeah. without question. But it's it's 
predominantly uh, the smaller mid-range deck. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. that's, that's not the place you want to be. The fact that you're playing two Titan of Industries as opposed to four and you don't have gold spans. Like the, I think that the Teamer one will be able to go over the top. Uh, and the Cesorius one is is kind of fighting on a different axis. Yeah. It's, it's more continual disruption rather than like a removal spell. You know, yeah. it's got- yeah. They're playing, what, four, five counter spells, a couple of Fading Hopes, and then, like like we said, Archons and Spellbinders and Skyclaves to just, like, disrupt the onboard stuff, and then Adeline to just go beat down. So, I, I, I think that this one's kind of hitting on a different axis. Okay. So, yep. yeah, I don't know. Uh, let, uh, let's keep going. Let's, let's, let's do Let's see it. what let's else go. we've got. Let's we're, go. We've got, we got some more decks. So we do have some more decks. Now, this one- this guy before. We have seen this guy before. He's very good. Uh, Jedi's Walker. Uh, and this is something a little different, something that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. What, what are we looking at? Brilliant Enchantments is what we're calling it. So it's a, you know, it's a red-white- What's our red-white thing these days? What's it called? What are you talking about? Red-white decks. What are they called? Boros. Boros, that's the one. Or Lawhold, if you want to be strict saving That was the one I was trying to get to, just to see if it stuck, but I couldn't remember that. But yes, Boros. Uh, Enchantments. All right. So what do we got here? Brilliant Restoration. I'm sure we're all aware of this card. It's, you know, four whites and and three generics for return all artifact enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. I like this card, Cracker. It's very expensive. It it is. It's, um... And so we are running... It's interesting. Outside of nine sorceries, we are running 24, 28 enchantments. That is a great many. That is a great many. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to work out... What are you trying to what, work out? Well, I'm just trying to work out, like, what we're doing here. Who knows? So... Being hmm? spicy. That's, that's what we're doing. We're just being spicy. Something different. Um... Uh, Doom scars. We're removing all the things. Shatter, shatter skull smash-ins. Uh, hoping to do fancy things with our Fable of the Mirror Breaker. But what exactly? I I don't know. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, we've got like a bunch of sagas. They all do things. And they all do things. I'm just trying to... I'm just having a look at like what the flip side of them is. So, there's a 2-2 first strike. Yeah. I, th- I think that this is just... A value deck, as weird as that sounds. No, I was just going to say that it's, it, and it is value because it is. There's there's a lot to be had, which is why it's so hard to kind of at a glance work out. Yeah, like all the different thi- all the different pieces. This this is one of those ones that you know you'll be commentating. It's like oh, I don't know how they get out of this, and all of a sudden they'll just chain three things together. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know how I didn't see that. Yeah, a lot going on. I mean, brilliant restoration is certainly a really strong card if you can bring it all back you usually see this kind of effect when people are trying to do a bit of self mill yeah it's quite often yeah. a way that we do we, we get to those kind of end games um but, but if you get but in the case back- of sagas mm. it, you, it, like you said it's just value right mm-hmm. every every saga that you've got transforms to a creature or you know is exiled and transforms into a creature at the end and when they all die you can brilliant restoration just bring them all back and start the start the cycle again yeah, but, and look, you know, rebuying Showdown multiple times is- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. going to be really strong. You're going to uh, run out of cards for it, but then you bring them all back again. Yeah, I don't know, man. If you lose <laughs> by decking yourself, I don't think you lost. That's just my opinion. <laughs> so, the portrait of Michiko is is kind of your big finisher, I guess. That's the, the flip side that uh, says it gets plus one, plus one for each artifact or and or enchantment that you control. Yeah. So they get kind of huge. That's off Michiko's Reign of Truth, which is uh, one in a white. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we guess we're throwing out some early blockers in Spirited Companion and then Michiko's Reign of Truth to try and flip early. We've got, you know, Circle of Confinements. I don't know, man. I, 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 I have no idea how this is positioned. I trust Jedi. <laughs> Jedi knows what oh, he's doing. Oh, I trust he's, Jedi's ahead of myself. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I, I, yeah, I don't know. This one will be really interesting to see play out. This I, is I a wish I could literal unknown insightful. quantity. Like I've, I've got, I've got no idea what it's going to do or how it's going to work, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah, me too. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, really condensed sideboard. Run out of enchantments. 
<laughs> just just exhausted the Boros yeah. enchantment list. So some some disruption there with some spellbinders. Right, we're we're, we're going to have to read what curse of sh- curses curse of shaken faith. Oh, enchantment or a curse. Enchant player. Whenever enchanted player casts a spell other than the first spell they cast each turn or copies a spell, curse of shaken faith deals two damage to them. Ooh. That is a rare from Midnight Hunt. That is. I'm pretty sure that's the first time I've read that card. <laughs> seems yeah, like- I mean, that seems really good. I guess, you know, we, we talked about that, you know, these runes and, you know, the Jeskai decks, they all just want to chain off a bunch of spells and have big turns. And if you're taking two every time, then- It's going to yeah, hurt you. That, that's a real clock, for sure. Four Redanes, four Lion Sashes. Yeah. They'll get big. They'll get very big. Cool. Okay, I yeah, I'm excited to see what it does. I always like to see something a little different, and and I think this is a lot different. It is a lot different. It is, it is very very far from all the other lists that we've got, which is what's what's kind of thrown me for a loop here. Yeah, exactly. I'm on the same, but but here we are. So this next deck, though, something we have seen before. This is Mister M. Uh, I believe this is their first time in one of our top eights as well. I think so. Yeah. I actually played against Mr. M. They were in my group. Oh, yes, yes. And they were running this list. Ah, so you're very familiar with it. Yeah, they... This is... Sorry, this is the Hanata combo style yeah, deck. Jeskai Hanata? Jeskai Hanata. Yeah, it's not the combo list, I guess, that's not playing the um the kind of go infinite with your gold spans. Oh, yeah. But this is trying to, you know, Hanata into Magma Opus, which is... That's the dream. It's a really good thing. Also... Crackle with power, singleton copy. I don't know that I've ever read this card either. From Strixhaven, it is red, red x x x. Crackle with power deals five times x damage to each of up to x targets. Okay, I'm down, man. (laughs) (laughs) You just so with Hanada, you get to target three things for one for. so it's red red with three targets deal five is that correct um maybe oh i'm always difficult I'm with, to work cost, this out. cost reductions and x has yeah. always confused yeah, me no, and you should sure. see me when i'm on arena man and like even with <laughs> the, the client there and i'm like da, 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 and it's like uh do you, you don't have enough mana for that oh da, da, yeah, da. yeah. and then no, in the end i, I like leave mana on the table <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one that's got me a bunch of times. Yes, exactly. Shadow Skull. <laughs> it, it, I'm like, oh, I'm one short. Or, oh, I paid nine and I only needed to pay six because it's doubled now or something like oh, that. I do that all the time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm glad me I'm not too. alone in that. No, no, it's fine. This deck is strong. It, uh, yeah. It's doing it, it, early disruptive things. So, you know, iteration, flame best bolt, make disappear, dragon's fire, syndiclasm. Uh, and then Jawaris. Like a bunch of Jawaris, yeah. which they always have on turn one. Always, always got it. <laughs> or, always got it for, for your turn two play. Exactly. And then, yeah, for Goldspan, for Hanata, and for Fables as oh, yeah. well. Oh, yeah. And Fable plus Goldspan is a dirty, dirty thing. It's gross. The, and I love it. I don't see anything particularly new in this list. It looks... It is slightly different to the version that I played against. They had more copies of March of Swirling Mist okay. than I played okay. against them. I think they had at least two in post-sideboard games, uh, which was, you know, really good. In in one of the games, they had a Hanada in play, and then they cast a March, which phased out, like, my Goldspan and my big Ledger Shredder, and then they attacked for four... And then they got to Goldsman and kill me next turn. So, yeah. like, this this deck doesn't have to do the Hanada plus Magma Opus thing. Obviously, no, it's, that's, its, it's, that's its trump. But, like, it's a 4-4 flying trample for four. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly right. Hanada beats down really hard. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> so, I will be interested to see how this lines up against the teamer lists. If they mm. can- if Mr. M can keep the Titans off the board, I think that they will be in a good spot. Uh, and if they can't do that, then that will be a real challenge. Yeah. The the Titans with Reach and Trample are kind of hard to deal with. You've got 
both marches, which will, will get them out of the way temporarily, but there's just a lot of value there. So you need to kind of have them basically dead before they, they stick out yeah. of any of the decks, the team ones or even um, the um, Jund one as well. Yeah. Seeing anything else interesting? Any sideboard cards that leap out at you as being kind of fun or, or particularly important? No, not particularly. It's all, yeah, it's all very much, you know, a one of Hellbreaker Horror. Hellbreaker Horror. Mm-hmm. Just because. Yeah. And that's really it. It's really it. Like you say, it is a fairly, the deck that I've seen a lot of and had a lot of trouble with. Hmm. I'm surprised that we're not seeing, just kind of going back through all of the lists, more copies of Thundering Rebuke. You know, all a lot of our players are playing red. In fact, all of them so they, far except for Sarah Soldiers have yeah, got red. Yeah, they are. And there's like one or two copies of Thundering Rebuke kicking around, which is interesting because it's a really clean answer to kind of all the big- There is literally uh, three copies in the seven decks we've looked at. Right. One maybe. in one deck, two in this one. But it's a, it's a clean, I mean, to Goldspan, to Hinata. Also, if you can do it with, um, I've gone blank on what the Esper one is. Yeah. Anyway, the Esper that is a 2-4, you know, like you, oh. you need to be able to, which we, we don't actually see of any of them. No, we don't have any, but I know the cards you're talking about. Which, which is why I've gone blank. The one that, yeah, draws <laughs> cards and puts counters on things. Yes. On the attack. Anyway, just just an observation. Somebody will tell us the, in the, the Discord the, the format, tomorrow yeah, morning. Everyone else knows. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you think you know magic cards until you have to remember them on the spot when you're being recorded, and then you've got no idea what that uh, is. Even so. if I'm not being recorded, I can't remember them on the spot. Someone's giving us an out, man. No, oh, it, it works for you. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. So We have one deck remaining. We do. Tell us about it. It is... So it's Kelvin. Mm. Kelvin L. And they have brought... I, I called it Grixis Vampires. We kind of thought, yeah, oh, maybe not. That is. But but our one of one of the dads has actually listed it as as Grixis Vampires, and so now it's going to stick. Uh, yeah. So we we have seen this deck before. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Was it? It wasn't in our last league, was it? Um, no, there's a lot of new Capenna stuff in here, so that wouldn't make sense. But we did. There was definitely some Kato Soren stuff. I remember that. But yeah, so a couple of yeah. couple of Kados and a, and a Soren, which are both annoying. Mm-hmm. And then we we have a bunch of vampires, some some bloodthirsty adversaries, uh, blood tithe harvesters again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four of corpse appraiser, which is just quite a good card. Yeah, it really I, is. Uh, Evelyn, two Evelyns, the covetous. Just the one of the Tenacious Underdog and a singular Velky. So that's the, the creature package. What else have we got here, Cracker? We have... I mean, I just can't get behind this deck. And I think I talked about this the last time I saw this list. Yeah. They're, they're playing one iteration. Yes. Why are you playing one iteration? One iteration, one Jurass, a Hagrid Mauling, some Grasps, a Soul Shutter, a Spell Pierce, Voltage Surge, and then... Is iteration just one of those cards that two meat hooks needs to be four? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I would say <laughs> yes, but I'm biased. Oh, yeah, yeah, Look, there I, was a I, time. I all right, so there was a time a long, long time ago, and this is actually not when I was playing Magic, but uh, when it was Jace was in Standard, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. there was also it was Corblade, right? That's the name of the deck I was trying to think of. Okay, where it was Squadron Hawk, and then there were all the swords. Yes, and people had, ponder was legal at the same time, and oh. people were playing one copy of ponder, and then everyone kind of realised right towards the end of standard, this card is kind of stupid. <laughs> we should be playing four copies of it. Yeah, that's that's my thought around iteration. Like, it just it's the glue. Yeah, yeah. It it just kind of it it, it gets rid of the stuff you don't want. It finds you your Evelyn, which is your payoff. It finds your meat hook, like I don't know, man. It's just because we it's have the thing that kind of holds this all together. We have three other decks running expressive iteration, and they're all four off. Yeah, correct. And we just have the one. It is. It, it's interesting, but I, I think I, I think I agree with you that it needs to be lots because or, or something different. Like it doesn't have to be iteration. Well, no, it doesn't have to be. You, but you could even play like I'm trying to think what's. It's kind of nothing equivalent. Like behold. The multiverse question mark is like yeah. sort of a two drop, but you're not really playing that kind of 
like that's a control kind of game where you, you yeah. mostly just care about raw cardboard rather than the selection. Yeah. So, like, you know, we've seen that in blue-white control decks in the past uh, for, for those kinds of things. So, I don't know. Anyway, just uh, interesting here. The, I'm not convinced by this. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. It it feels like it's maybe just a worse jund. Yeah. It's certainly um, I'm not, not I'm as- not, not 100% on that, but I don't know. It's certainly not as aggressive. Um a bit more, a tiny bit more removal. Sure. Well, actually, it's probably breaking even looking at that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's all there's, it, it, there's always it, one. It'll, it'll snowball. In what way? There's there, always one. There's always one deck that we get to when we do these breakdowns, and we go, oh. And then yeah, there was the brilliant restoration deck. Oh, oh, oh we've had two. We've had <laughs> yeah, two, but two, then we'll which is great, and we'll get there Saturday morning, and the games mm-hmm. will pop off, and there'll be some wild thing that Calvin does that I can't see, and you're like, oh, oh, but you know what I mean, like yeah, hundred percent, and you know these guys, they they they've got to the top eight, they clearly know what they're doing, so it, when when I sit here or when we sit here and we go, we're just not sure, it's not us. Suggesting there's something wrong? No, no, far from it. I, I for me, it's more about oh, the, it's I'm not sure, but that's awesome because I get to witness something different than runes. Mm. Again, not a criticism on anyone playing runes. It's just I love seeing something different, especially as a. I mean, I'm not really a noob Magic player these days, I guess, but I'm still no, not. pretty. You know, there's still a lot that I haven't experienced in Magic, so I. Really love to see something different, and if if I can't look at it and go, "This is its plan," I like that. I actually like that. So, yeah, yeah it's something unique, right? It's something something that isn't immediately apparent. You kind of have to dig into it to try and understand. Yeah, exactly. You got to unpack the secret. I mean, I'm just looking here at Corpse Appraiser again a little more closely, and I guess that's the reason why you're not playing as many iterations. It's sort of pseudo filling that role. So when it eats, yeah, it's, true. It's so when ETBs, it says uh, exile one target creature from a graveyard. If a card put to exile this way, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of those into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So I guess that's maybe the thought there where you're kind of gaining value and card selection out of the corpse appraiser. Yeah. Is, is there any way to... We're only playing one tenacious underdog. I'm trying to work out if there's any good like graveyard synergies that we can buy back. I guess your corpse appraiser fuels future corpse appraisers. It does. Would be the thought there. But I'm not seeing anything to kind of chain a bunch. Of, I'm, I'm always looking to do, you know, unfair things out of the graveyard because <laughs> I am. Yeah. Um, underdog is, is fantastic for that. So it's, you know, makes sense that there's some numbers of that, but it also doesn't work with Evelyn because it's a human, not a vampire. I don't know. No, Evelyn's a vampire. Oh, yeah, I- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yes. Today's just Sorry, yes. My, my point was that the, the underdog <laughs> yeah. doesn't trigger Evelyn. Yeah, when, that's when right. Yeah. So that's why you can't kind of overload on that. Um, and look, you know, there's a Valky in there. Sometimes you'll just get to do that and win the game. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing that can be done. All right. So we've gone through all the lists. It's time for our wild predictions about who we think is going to win based on- I hate doing this. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, my least favourite part of these nights. All right, you, you don't you don't have to. I, I, I know I, I will. I, I won't force. So you. I would normally default to JMud. Yep, and JMud's not here this choice. time. So thanks, oh, man. Well, way to let us down, JMud. <laughs> I feel right. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Titan decks. When I when I say the Titan decks, I should refer more so the team of decks. I feel like they're the big baddies here. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty reasonable. Because I think Royce isn't as big baddie. But what I think is, and and I think I called it earlier after we went through Sarah's Soldier's deck, I think that Royce and Sarah's decks, they're not the best. Um, it's not that they're the best, but I think I think they, I think it's going to be one of one of those two. Okay. I'm not splitting. I, I can't split it. I think it'll be one of those two. So you think either Jund or Azorius? That's what I think. I'm going against the grain a little bit here. Oh, I like it. And yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've ever called the winner. So 
No. I'm sorry, that's people. <laughs> not the point. Yeah. It's, it's also not a curse, right? It's no, just it's definitely not. Issue. Definitely not. What about you, man? What are you thinking? It's tough. This is a really stacked top eight as far as like player skill. Oh, absolutely. All, yeah. Like, excellent players. So I, I think Mr. M, I think that the Jessica Hanada deck might just be, be able to be too much. It's strong. It's very strong. I think it, it can hold up some of the interaction it needs to and just kind of go right off when it wants to. So yeah, let's let's go with that. I think I think that um Jessica Hanada okay. is, is my pick with Mr. Awesome. And, you know, representing the the group I was in as well, which, you know, added bonus there. Yeah. Yep. Well, in that case, let's go the goat. Let's go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the goat can play. <laughs> the goat can play. All right. So we're kind of almost out of time here, but a couple more things. So stream starts 1130 a.m. Eastern time, whatever we are now. I have no idea. Melbourne time. You work it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday, Perfect. the 18th. Uh, the, the f- we were talking about it being a big weekend. All the beans have taken Monday off in honor of Chewy's birthday. Oh, yeah. We're, we're crashing his place to Cube for the day. I have been looking forward to this. Man, me too. It's going to be so good. It's it's going to be the most fun. So, who else is coming up? We've got a bunch of the beans. Jay Mard, I believe, is making the trip. Tom D, I think, is coming to play. Yeah, as well, that's awesome. Which will be unreal. So and Cubo. Chewy and Cubo, yeah. So Chewy's put back together his legacy in quotes cube, which is a lot of fun. It's a it's a really good cube actually. He's, uh, he's been making some changes. He's hoping a couple of deliveries will turn up from Pat. <laughs> he's got a couple of sweet new additions that he wants to get in there. Uh, and then I believe Chris will be bringing his fully powered oh, vintage yeah. cube as well, which is... Look, I'm a little disappointed. Last time we, we played, I didn't get to open Lotus. Uh, I think the other two or three times I opened played, Lotus I th- last yeah. time. So we need, to, we need to fix that. I need and to be open Lotus again. it. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're just going to have to say that one more time. I think I opened Lotus and then didn't play it. I might have played it in one game. I just never saw Did- it. Oh, okay. As in, I thought you meant you didn't put it in your deck. Oh, no, no, no. It was in I was just, I was just going to delete your half of the recording. <laughs> <laughs> it would improve the show. <laughs> I mean, it would teach you a lesson. <laughs> poor, poor listeners, just 50 minutes of me being silent for half of it. Anyway. So we will post pitch the decks that we, we draft and things, whether there's some potential to, you know, stream parts of it. I don't know quite how that would work. Chewy's internet isn't the greatest yet. So seems unlikely, but maybe we'll get to record some gameplay or something like that. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah. And I think that's it. The next couple of things we've got, we will have another one day event shortly after this league wraps up, usually a couple of weeks out. We will give more details for that as we finalize the dates and what will be involved but you know please come and check that out we're we're almost certainly going to do explorer this time which would be a lot of fun i think there's there's a lot of interest in that format and you can you know do some pretty sweet things otherwise if you'd like to support us directly you can do that a couple of different ways one we have a merch store which you can check out through our website which is magicbeanscast.com otherwise as always big thank you to josh and pat's mtg bazaar you can go and check them out at jp mtg bazaar they do sponsor us and importantly the tournament series that we're running and all the prizes that we've got up on this saturday are you know mostly in part to, to them so we, big thank you to those guys uh otherwise youtube facebook twitch twitter magic beans cast kind of everywhere uh if you would like to follow me directly on twitter you can do that i am at joel hill underscore and Stu, you are at m stewie Thank you, everybody. Please come hang out on the stream on Saturday. I unfortunately won't be there, but I'll be trying to tune in when I'm not at my kids' party. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing the matches, and, and I hope it all goes well. Any any last thoughts, Stu, before we, we end up? No, that's it from me. Uh, yeah, as Craker said, everybody, please tune in. It's going to be amazing. There'll be There's always prizes to give away, so get yeah, involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be giving packs away and all that sort of fun stuff as well. So plenty of good reasons to, to jump in and, and get involved we we love the engagement so thank you everyone and we will chat to you soon